Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies, so if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Eddie Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host on today's episode. I am sitting down with one of the co-founders of A Ton of Bags, Todd Hackinson. Todd, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So for the listener that may not be uh, aware of A Ton of Bags, how would you best describe uh, your brand to, to someone brand new? I would say that Atana is an eco-urban bag line with an emphasis on festivals and yoga. You know, we specialize in uh, products that function well for these types of events using as eco-friendly materials as we possibly can. How how did you get into this? What made you decide to start this company? Um, Well, my wife and I are both um, very eco-minded. We've always enjoyed uh, traveling, music festivals, and yoga. And we started recognizing a need for, um, you know, more functional bags and accessories for these kinds of activities and saw that there appeared to be a need for, you know, sort of an eco-urban bags for people that are more environmentally conscious consumers, you know, another option. So how how exactly are they more eco-friendly? Um, but, you know, the, the first product line we've launched here is using uh, GOT certified organic canvas. All of our liners in our bags are recycled polyester made from uh, plastic bottles. I mean, right down to the zippers we use are even uh, a YKK recycled uh, plastic style zipper. So um, even the, the printing as well, um, the dyeing of the uh, fabrics. We've tried to make sure that we're as environmentally sound and sustainable as we can possibly be. So what made you get to the point where you're like, this is a really important thing, being environmentally sustainable? Did you grow up sort of always having this sort of value or did like some some experience uh, or aspect of your life really help guide you to the point where, where this became such a passionate um, part for you guys? Uh, I'd say for the past 25, 30 years, we've been, um, you know, pretty conscious of what we purchase and what we eat. Um, we also come from an area here in North County, San Diego, Encinitas area, where this stuff is is pretty mainstay, you know, to be environmentally sound. So, um, 
you know, we just knew that if we wanted to create a product line, if we were going to get involved with this, it just had to be something where we could choose an environmentally angle, environmental angle on it. And uh, saw that there was a good opportunity and um, decided to go for it. Definitely. Now, in terms of your background, what was your childhood like and upbringing? Did you always know that at some point you wanted to start your own business? Um, I'd say no. Um, however, I've pretty much worked for myself since I was 18 years old. So uh, I've had friends refer to me as a serial entrepreneur. So <laughs> um, I really enjoy getting businesses started and re getting them up to a point where it's a viable business. And then I, sometimes I tend to get bored with them and move on, but, um, but I've been doing that for years and years. I actually came from a uh, military background. My father was in the Navy. Oh, interesting. Now, did you also, um, what did you go to school for? Did you study any sort of entrepreneurship or, um, you know, what was that like? No, I, I, uh, ended up going to college up in Northern California, started college up there for environmental sciences. I knew I loved the outdoors. I want to be involved in that in one way or another. Um, ended up coming back down to San Diego for a summer and had an opportunity to start a screen printing business with a friend. Ended up uh, printing T-shirts for uh, a couple of big brands back in the back in the day, like Life's a Beach and Bad Boy Club and things like that. A lot of local surf uh, companies and uh, a lot of the surf shops we did printing for. That's so interesting. Now, um, so you've been you've been at this for a little over two and a half years in terms of developing the product, and you launched last year with the full product line. Did you have any experience developing bags and sort of working through this process of creating prototypes? And how did you really figure that out to the point where you're, you're, you're to get get yourselves to that point where you're offering the full line that you guys have now? Um, actually, the bag thing is fairly new to us. Um, I've been involved in production and product development for over 25 years, probably. Um, luckily, we live in an area where there are lots of creative people and lots of innovative companies. And I know people in these companies and they've helped us through the process of identifying, you know, good sources for um, helping us work on uh, tech packs and sampling and, and production management and things like that. So uh, we've definitely leaned on some of our contacts to get us through some of this. It's been a learning process for sure. Was there anything in particular that you guys really learned in sort of figuring that out? Any feedback that you got from early prototypes? Um, well, we did discover we were doing it all wrong when we first got started, and we had things sort of spread all over the place between design, sampling, pattern making, production. And once we realized this stuff you know, uh, needed to be all under one roof and it streamlined the process, it made it so much easier for us to... Uh, make things move along much quicker. I mean, like I said, we started with our first product concepts a couple of years ago, you know, fumbled around with uh, various pattern makers and uh, sampling facilities and things like that until uh, some of our sort of mentors stepped in and said, hey, I think you guys should do it a different way. And then uh, it turned out to be the way to go for us. So, Who would you say is the perfect person um, I guess demographic that you're looking for with, with the products that you guys offer, like who, who is that best person? Um, it's a little bit of a higher end product. It's probably going to be someone, um, 
who's environmentally conscious, probably, you know, probably in their mid thirties, mid forties in those, in that range, um, that loves the outdoors, but they want to use products that sort of reflect that when they're in their urban settings as well, you know? And you don't want to always, you don't want to be a rock climber and you don't want to have to carry around a, you know, high end looking leather briefcase when you can have something that reflects your personality a little bit more by being more eco friendly, maybe a little more outdoorsy type of a look to it. Definitely. No, I totally get that. Um, now, is there anything um, unique about you or one of your products, or your business that you feel really differentiates you from other businesses uh, related to your, your niche? Well, what we've started with is a you know an organic wax canvas, and that's nothing new. There's other companies doing that, but almost everybody that uses it seems to go to this uh, throwback World War II rucksack look with leather trims and trying to make it look like that sort of a style where we've taken a contemporary spin on this type of fabric. So it is pretty unique um, in what we've done with a waxed canvas in comparison to what most other companies have done. That's interesting. You, you mentioned this a little bit before when you were talking about the manufacturing process, but do you do you have any specific mentors that really helped you get through this this process of really getting a ton off the ground? Um, we do. Like I said, I mean, we're in an area that's pretty rich with uh, creative people, outdoor companies, surf companies, and we do know quite a few of these people have been involved in production and management. Some of the ownership there, and uh, without actually naming names, yeah, we've got some people around here that are. Um, We've been very successful in the outdoor industry that uh, they're mentoring us and kind of helping us along. And it's been really, really valuable. Oh, definitely. So with, it's, with you and your wife, it's the two of you really running this business. What does like, the normal day-to-day look like for you guys? Well, you know, when you're, when you're in a business that's in a stage where it's at now, all you can do is talk about it and, you know, the prospects and concepts. And uh, we're not into the mundane uh, daily stuff of running a business at this point it's all new and exciting so you know we talk about it in the morning we work on it in the afternoon some and go back and forth we both have other jobs right now but we're constantly emailing and talking to each other and um, chasing down leads and uh, working on new product concepts and figuring out our uh, you know our promotion schedules we're going to be doing a lot of events over the next couple of years it's morning afternoon and evening weekends as well <laughs> that's that's the startup life yep. <laughs> as, as yep. you're well aware with all the other businesses you've started yeah. um so what would you say since you guys got your started since you launched last year is there anything in particular that you've done marketing wise that's really helped you uh get out there and really build that exposure we're kind of just getting into that now like i said you know we received our you know there were some delays we received our, our first production run late in the season uh, but we're working on our social media and branding. We're just trying to um, develop our brand and uh, get the social media growing. And um, we're going to start doing some uh, some consumer events. One of them we're doing is the the uh, Vail, the GoPro games out in Vail in June. And then we'll be at Outdoor Retailer for a trade show and uh, some other consumer events to build the brand and create some loyalty with our customers. What would you say has been one of the hardest parts about starting and building a ton of since you guys um, got going? Um, I'd say one of the toughest things was actually just um, 
was locating, identifying suppliers and and manufacturers that we can have some sort of synergy with that are willing to work with a small brand, start off small with your sample production, things like that, and kind of grow with you. So that was really difficult. We went through a lot of different uh, a lot of different manufacturers trying to keep things local or as close as we could, and it just uh, it was tough to get someone that would really wanted to get on board with that. They all had higher minimums and we're looking for something a little easier to step into and just produce large runs of. And I feel like for anyone who has a product, the manufacturing process is so much more challenging than anyone always anticipates getting rolling. You know, it's sort of like when you're, when you've never done it before, it's like, okay, like how hard can this be? And then you get rolling into it and you're like, okay, they, they overpromise and underdeliver, or like if you place a big batch order and then they all come back wrong, it's just like I couldn't even imagine dealing with that kind of stress. Yeah, once uh, once you think you have an idea of how long it'll take and how much money it'll take, double or triple that, <laughs> and yeah, then, uh, then, exactly. then move forward and be prepared. Yeah, like we we've uh, I've interviewed a few people who run Kickstarter campaigns where. You know, they promise they have a, a pretty good idea of their timeline and then they run into some sort of manufacturing hiccup and then it just like goes so out of whack that they're just like constantly emailing the people who've, you know, pledged for their product being like, I'm so sorry, but this keeps getting pushed back. But luckily, most people are pretty understanding about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. That's I mean, we're just kind of rolling with the punches and we don't like I said, we have some other we have other jobs right now that we're working on as well. I don't need for this to explode right now, and I wouldn't want it to. We're looking for sort of, you know, some moderate, steady growth with it. And when it, when it reaches a point where we want to commit to it both full-time, then we'll do that. But we're happy with the direction it's going now and the response we've gotten so far. That's great. So what would you say is one of your greatest fears, and how do you manage it in, in regards to Atana? I would say that... Um, you know, when we first started putting together these samples and choosing all these higher end, expensive, recycled materials, eco-friendly as we could, the price point kept going up and up. So you, obviously you start worrying whether the customers are going to appreciate the higher quality, the commitment to eco-friendliness in terms of where the price stands. And, you know, luckily there's just sort of a, a growing awareness in this and people are asking questions about where products are being made and they're concerned about the chemicals that are going into those products and where they end, you know, in the long run. So um, luckily that hasn't materialized into such a big issue. I think people do understand that it costs a little more money when you're doing, you know, a high quality product, but yet also using a lot of eco-friendly materials. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like so many people are just see the price tag of something and won't look at anything else and be like, oh, why is that so expensive? You know what I mean? They'll, they'll almost get like mad about it. But in reality, it's like, well, if you want a product that's built well and, and like you said, built in a sustainable way that's not destroying the planet, <laughs> it's more yeah. expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, and we're providing a lot of these bags, and not only because the, the quality of the sewing, our manufacturer is really excellent, but you know, if something happens to it, we want it to be able to come back and repair it and keep reusing it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You want to cut down on that waste, sort of following that Patagonia sort of uh, process. Exactly. Um, sure. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made since you got started? Um, yeah, I think that um, 
like I said earlier, some of the uh, some of the ways we took our our product concept through the pattern sample and final approval and you know production was pretty inefficient. So I think we just didn't understand you know the best processes being new at this on on manufacturing, starting off from uh, you know sourcing your you know everything involved all the way through the process to a final product. It was a we definitely fumbled with that for a good solid year. <laughs> now, I, I wanted to ask you what the significance of the name was. Um, yeah, Atana is a Sanskrit word, ancient Sanskrit word, which means wander. So, um, you know, we've uh, we've always been all about wandering. We've uh, we spent years on the VW bus touring around music festivals in the country and uh, selling handmade goods and things like that. So. We consider ourselves to be wanderers, and uh, we we liked that name. We thought it fit our product line pretty well. That's awesome. I, I assume that means you've been to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> that one I have not been no. to. Okay. Uh, well, no. Okay. Would you have one uh, that you would recommend for listeners to to attend? <laughs> yeah, High Sierra Music Festival is one of my favorite, and I also like the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. What do you, What do you like so much about them? Uh, the music and the venue itself. Nice. These days, there's so many to choose from, you know, you, you got to ask for it all, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was uh, in the outdoor space, focusing on a more environmentally sustainable business, or really just a business in general? Um, it's, it can be a challenge. Um, like I said, you've you've got to plan on it taking you longer, costing you more, and really just being able to stick it out. I mean, you, there's ups and downs, and like I've been through it before with some other businesses. And you know, if you stick it out um, and really work hard at it, you can make it happen. And definitely tapping into all of the contacts and resources you have um, that can help you out along the way, finding a mentor, things like that, are really important and really help out and keep you on track. It, it, were there any like big lessons that you learned in starting Atana? Um, honestly, I don't think so. I mean, it's um, I learned some big lessons with my companies before this, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, with this one, I think I was fairly well prepared for what we might run into. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, we did stumble some, but um, but uh, I, I was in the natural products industry before this, and that was a um, I learned a lot in there. So, yeah, no, it does definitely help to have a few businesses under your belt. <laughs> right. Um, so, where do you see Atana going in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Um, yeah, like I said, we're looking, you know, we're hoping for some moderate, steady growth. Um, it's been well received so far. We're just going to keep building our brand and, and trying to develop our niche of, of being a really environmentally conscious kind of a higher end bag line and um you know i think we're going to build our online presence we're going to go to outdoor retailer and, and get some brick and mortar some more brick and mortar stores going with the product line we want to be a responsible leader in our category and um you know we're going to start doing a lot of events and festivals and conferences to build some some loyalty with customers so we're hoping as it grows in five to 10 years, we're mostly traveling around the country, promoting and creating brand, brand loyalty and developing new products. 
Yeah, it sounds like a fun fun way to do it, doesn't it? Um, sort of a semi-retirement slash <laughs> work <laughs> scenario. So what, what are you most excited for in the future with the business? Um, I'm pretty excited about some of the, the new products that are available out there in terms of fabrics and things like that. So we're looking forward to introducing new things using some of the latest, greatest uh, recycled and uh, type of content, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I'm excited to check it out as well. And, and, and for anyone who's listening, you can actually enter for your chance to win uh, a bag from Atana along with a ton of other gear. Uh, you can head over to RedYeti.com for your chance uh, to win. Um, and with that, uh, Todd, where's the best place for listeners to keep tabs on all the things you guys have going on uh, going forward? Well, they can follow us on Instagram. That's a pretty good place to see what we're doing or on our website at atonabags.com. Perfect. And we'll link all that up in the show notes. And, and Todd, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your your passion for Atana and, and um, sustainability and, and sort of helping remind the listeners how important it is to really pay attention to where your products are coming from and making sure that you're buying, um, you know, with an educated mind. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me, Josh. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.